After this message from Anka, you'll hear from Holton's head football coach, John Solomon. Thank you for joining me today on the Eastern Maine Sports Podcast. I'm Mark Callender. Joining me um, today is John Solomon. He's uh, the new head coach at Holton High School. And uh, congratulations, John. Um, you just announced it on uh, Twitter yesterday, and you had the, uh, your first meeting last night. How, how did that go? Uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me. Uh, the meeting went well. Um, we had just touch bases with the kids just to talk about a little bit of what our situation looks like right now, because it's very unique at this time, you know, where this is sort of our hands-off period. Um, talk to them about ways to try to get themselves in shape and a little bit of what our summer schedule could look like and potentially what could be happening in the fall. Yeah, and um, how the, how's, how's everybody doing with the, you know, it's hands-off period, but they've been no sports here, like team-wise for, for you know, a while now since, since basketball, really. So how, how's everybody doing? They're itching to go, you know, from the kids to the parents, everybody's looking for something to do now. So, you know, we've got, I've got, you know, one of the guys that are on our team, he plays on one of the baseball teams down in the Bangor area. You know, he's just excited because he gets to get out and do something right now. And so that's – and they've opened up our playgrounds here about two weeks ago. So we have a lot of kids that are going out and playing on the basketball courts and getting together, you know, in the evenings and stuff like that. So they're trying to stay active. Just, but, you know, everybody's itching to get going. And um, I think the hope is uh, for July 6th to be the uh, kind of start of being able to do some things, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, now are you able to, like, give them some – like directions on things that they they could do to uh, you know stay in shape and get in shape. Yes, as far as you know, we have programs that we've supplied them as far as things that they could do for strength and conditioning. Um, you know, a lot of the lifting portion is more body weight stuff that they can do right now to help at least get a little bit of base or maintain the strength that they have because a lot of them don't have access to the gym in town and. You know, right now the gym at the school is going to be closed for the summer. So we're figuring out some unique ways for them to try to stay conditioned. Thanks. And um, now let's talk about the, the new eight-man, uh, you know, league. You, you, guys are part, you guys are part of that. Uh, there's, a, there's kind of a large, large group um, that's, that's part of that now. Um, what's your feelings on that? And, uh, you know, how do you think that will impact your team? I mean, it's a new, obviously a new style of football. Um, I'm excited about it. You know, when you look at pretty much the whole LTC, except for Fox Trough and Bucksport, went eight, man. So, you know, we're going to be playing against a bunch of teams that we're familiar with and coaches that we know here in the league. Also as well, too, you know, I'm our kids have a little bit of an advantage because our junior when the kids are in junior high up here, they play eight-man football in the main independent football league. So, you know, from third to sixth grade, they play an 11-man league in that Eastern Maine League. And then they play eight-man football in seventh and eighth grade and then come back to 11-man in high school. So the kids have an idea of how eight-man works. So that's one learning curve that we don't have to go through. Um, but it still, you know, comes down to catching the ball, running with the ball and tackling, you know, and blocking your guy. So it's, the fundamentals of football is still there. Um, you know, as far as as a coach goes, you know, 
I'm excited about the eight-man opportunity because I think it's going to help our program to be able to grow. We could have stayed 11-man like we've been the last couple of years. And as a matter of fact, we thought about going eight-man the very first year. But when we looked at the traveling that we would have to do, it was just it was just not worth it for us to be part of that league and having to play all of our games, which were going to be four-hour bus trips. So now that we are eight-man and a lot of the – pretty much the whole LTC went eight-man, one of the conversations that we've had consistently throughout this process is now we get to bring back JV games because that's one of the things that I feel that hurt our program here at Holton as far as being able to develop our younger kids because, you know, those kids work hard during the week, during the summer, and for them to have to stand around on Friday nights and not get an opportunity to play, that's tough. And it's hard to continue to sell a program to incoming freshmen or kids that are new to the program yeah, you can come play, but you're going to practice and you might not play as much. Now, being able to have JV games, you know, every week for these kids is going to be huge for the development of our program on, on my end here. No, that's great. And uh, what do you, as a coach, um, well, let's, let's first go, let's go, go to your, maybe your history of uh, pl your playing days and, and um, coaching. I know you've been um, assistant up there, um, but, you know, you played at UMaine. You, you, uh, can you just talk about maybe your, your playing and your coaching career before this? I'm from, uh, I'm from Dorchester, Massachusetts, and I went to a school, Arlington High School in Arlington, Massachusetts, which is right next door to Cambridge, Massachusetts, where I played football. I didn't start playing football until my freshman year of high school. And I played varsity my sophomore through senior year, got a scholarship to play football at the University of Maine. I was uh, part of the team from – 98, 99, and 2000. Um, from there, I played a little bit of semi-pro in the Bangor area um, when my daughter was born. And then I got into coaching in 2008 at Bucksport High School with Coach Sankey. So I was part of that staff from 2008 to 2014. And then I spent a year at Hamden Academy with uh, Kevin Canty and Scott Flagg, who's the new coach at Brewer. Um, and then I had a year off and then I came to Holton in 2016. And so I've been working in many capacities with uh, Coach Reynolds up here. I've been the offensive coordinator, the defense coordinator, and, you know, pretty much coached every position um, on either side of the ball. So we've got a lot of experience on that end there. So that's pretty much my background. Nice. And um, maybe talk about um, your son, um, Caleb's on the team. Maybe talk about the opportunity to um, coach him. He's very talented. I, I saw I saw a few of your games last last year. He, you know, when, when he's able to get the ball, he's he's definitely dynamic. And um, just maybe talk talk a little bit about coaching him. Um, you, you know, Caleb's one of our better players that we have. We're looking forward to a big junior year out of him. It's an interesting dynamic um, to coach your own child. Um, I've been fortunate that when Tessa, when she was in high school, I was one of her coaches with basketball. So that helped prepare me for when Kale was getting into high school, as far as, you know, the dynamics of being able to leave the game in the car. So, you know, we, we developed a family rule early that, we have our post-game or practice conversations in the car, and once we get out of the car, it's done, it's over with. They're allowed to just be kids and do what they need to do. So um, that's helped in our relationship that's there. Um, but Caleb, he's been around the game since he was 
uh, I don't know, since he could walk pretty much, uh, you know, there's, if you look back at some of the pictures in 2011, when Bucks won the Northern Maine championship that year, he was right there in the middle of all the, all the high school kids celebrating with the high school kids and in, in the trophy presentation and everything. So he's, he's, he grew up around the game. So, you know, you sort of see that in his style of play that he's aware of where he's supposed to be or what he's supposed to do. Cause he has, he's got a high sports IQ for being around sports so long. Um, what do you expect out of your team and, and players, you know, um, you know, coming, coming in and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you, you will definitely have the conversations with them, but what, what do you, what do you, what do you um, expect um, as individuals and overall as a team? Um, overall as a team, I expect the kids to pick up right where we left off last year. Um, you know, we're, we, you know, we lost Will Bellier. We lost Noah Reynolds. That was huge offensive weapons for us and Jaron Brewer and David Tucker, which were huge for us on the line. Um, and, you know, we had a few more seniors that were big as far as helping us get to the, have the success that we had last year. But in 2017, I'm sorry, 2018, when we went two and six, we had 31 kids on the team that year and 28 of them returned. And so now we walk into this season in uh, 2020, where when we played our playoff game against Foxcroft, we have seven starters coming back on defense. And that was on a defense that gave up 100 points in the regular season. So, you know, when you look at, oh, we're going to go to eight man and we're going to have seven out of the eight starters are going to be back on defense. We got some, a lot of varsity experience that's going to be on the field. And so hopefully in the beginning, the defense can carry us while we get adjusted um, offensively to what we want to do. But we're going to be looking at having a bunch of kids that are going to have three or two years worth of varsity experience next year. So the expectations are high. The kids are excited from um, our talks and the meeting. I, you know, we remember right after the playoff game, you know, the kids wanted to get in the weight room the, that Monday and get ready to go for the season. They were chomping at the bit and ready to go. So, you know, we're, we're expecting to have a good year and the kids are putting in, they have been putting in the work and they're going to continue to put in the work so we can, achieve those goals that we set for ourselves as a team. And um, next, I mean, let's talk about a, a, a proposal that uh, um, Brewer Athletic Director David Utterbeck, um, uh, you know, is presenting to the um, main uh, MPA. Um, it's interesting. Um, it's not a full switch um, from fall to spring to spring to fall. Uh, field hockey would stay where it is. A few other sports would stay where it is, where they are. But he, he was talking about bringing football and soccer to the spring and bringing ba baseball, softball among the sports coming to the um, fall. That, that, those would be the biggest changes. Um, there are a few others in there, but and they'd move wrestling back a little bit. Um, keep trying to keep trying to keep the higher risk sports to later. You know, um, due to the coronavirus. Um, um, what do you think about that? And obviously, it affects you because your season it would you know could, could be starting rather soon, or it could be starting next spring. Um, you know, I'm part of the main coaches, main football coaches association, and we had zoom clinics once you know school got shut down between march and pretty much uh, middle of may and that conversation was started in those zoom clinics because i i want to say it's like kentucky or ohio there's some state in the midwest that first proposed this back in march and so as coaches we started that conversation was going on and then it got you know sent up to 
some 80s and then when they came up with a list of you know the levels of sports where like baseball and softball was one and you looked at football soccer and boys lacrosse as being three as far as you know helping us get back into the swing of things with sports that sort of picked up momentum here and now you're starting to see this proposal is being spun around with a lot of states um, right now and a lot of the athletic directors not only here in Maine, but across the country are in constant contact is what I've learned as well, too. And they're trying to make sure they can do everything in their power to make sure that this could work for the kids. And what do you, what do you think of, um, of, of the plan? I, whatever, whatever it's going to take to get us on the field, I'm all for it. So, you know, if we can't play until, you know, our season can't be until April. Okay. That's fine. You know, we get into March and April, we start getting ready and, you know, you just change gears, you know, yeah. instead of you plan like it's if August, now we're in April. So, you know, whatever we can do so we can have a season and get the kids out playing that I'm all for it. Yeah. I think the most important thing with that is hopefully nobody, no one has to miss another season. Like, 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 like happened uh, in the spring, you know, and ho hopefully, right. and I know that's what these proposals are meant to be to try to try to avoid that, you know, and obviously the, First, first step is getting into the classroom because that, you know, that's probably not going to get out in the fields until until you can get in the classrooms, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, next, um, John, I'd like to you know talk about something very important going on right now and the, the uh, social injustice in this country. Um, you know, it's, it's um, you know been going on for a long time, but but recently it's 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 definitely um, come come to light even more. Can you uh, talk about that for a little bit? You know. When I sit back and look at all the things that are going on and from what I'm watching and reading and hearing, to me, the biggest thing that comes to my mind is it's just a lack of understanding on both sides. You know, it's tough to sit back and watch this because you've got leaders on one side or the other that rather, you know, talk through a microphone, which then gets sent in a little snippet that either is going to fire up a base or you know, get another base upset. And instead of the leaders getting together, say, hey, let's have a meeting at, you know, three o'clock on Friday. And let's sit down and try to talk about what your concerns are. These are our concerns and see if we could try to reach a middle ground. And until, you know, we're ready to do that, you're not going to see much change. You're just going to continue to see a lot of frustration on both sides. And, um, you know, right now we just, I feel like we're just lacking leadership on in all avenues. And that's why we're having so much of a discord in this country. Well, well said. And, and um, you know, thank you for talking about that. And, uh, and uh, thank you for joining me about everything and uh, looking forward to you being, you know, Holton coach. I, 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 you know, got a lot of information from you when you were assistant coach, you know, <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, definitely um, looking to, following you and hopefully covering you um, some, some this year, no matter if it's in, uh, in uh, September and uh, October or April and May, whatever, whenever it is. So looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. Okay. Well, thank you, John. And uh, good luck this season. Thank you. Yep. Please follow Eastern Maine Sports on Facebook at Eastern Maine Sports, Instagram at Eastern Maine Sports, Twitter at Eastern M E Sports and at Eastern Maine Sports.com.